We're going to change things a little bit this morning, if you can handle change. You're going to have to anyway someday, uh, Major. Uh, but I'd like us to uh, uh, sing from the, uh, the tables rather than gather. I'm going to shorten this a little bit. Could we do that now? And uh, we'll have a few songs. And uh, this will be a abbreviated service, I hope. You know, but uh, uh, the Lord said something today that is more than significant. You know, when you get that. So would you, let's do that now. Could we? Because people, uh, uh, is there enough seating the way things are? There's a table there, is there? We always gather out here, so but we let's just gather where we we want where we sit if we could. And uh, yeah. You guys nobody told me Underhill was coming, but we might have just stayed the way we were. It's good to have you, Jason. I was telling people, a few people, that you and Nelson, I think, were talking about uh, getting gold out of the river one time. And my son is fairly driven, and you are, uh, you know, a strong driver. And we had a few, two or three intellectuals here. And a, there was a Bergy at one time who really believed that they could get gold uh, out of the river. He said, we can do it. I know we can do it. He, he passed away, so nobody's done it. But the gold that's in the river is in the river of life where the Spirit of God flows. And the confluence of us to be with that is what brings the gold, the real gold. I mean... There's a, the full gold, but I think today it sells for uh, almost 2,000. It's like one seven something, is that right? But anyway, welcome. You want to introduce your friend? Yeah, this is my friend Bobby from Point Hope, Alaska. Okay. Uh, hi, Bobby. You know, when you came in, you look a little like my grandson, uh, Evan. Yeah. Well, Lord, be with us this morning. We're. Uh, a whole lot of nothing without you. And so um, we ask you to um, uh, fall on us and touch the areas of our need in Jesus' name. Uh, let's stand. Yeah. You're going to sing from your seats. You have to sing with your whole heart this morning. That's the difference. Just give them that public notice. Let's sing on the river. Yeah. 
that are seen in Psalm 32. And we'll 
dig one of the passages out. And I want everybody is involved, you know. Sometimes you come and you can just say, well, we'll see what's there. But I, I, I felt like uh, all of us are, are under the scope. Um, you know, there's a, there's a line um, in Hebrews there, I will put my laws in their minds and hearts. You know? And that's wonderful. And, and my favorite scripture right now is, uh, of his fullness we've all received grace for grace. And every one of us sitting here know that that fullness is not operational in the sense that we want to see the reality of it. Okay? And we agree with that, don't we? That we're in process, that we're not... Um, I don't have uh, his laws written in my heart and mind to the degree that he said he would, he would put them there. That's a promise. And it's a promise to you. It's like, and I'll put it this way. When, when my father said uh, to me, he was in his 90s, and I don't know exactly the day he died when he was 96. But he said, Bill, you're going to get, you and your sister have a, 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 a what do you call it? It's a, not an offering, it's a, a, an inheritance. And I didn't have it. But I had the promise of it. My dad's not a liar. He can be capricious and, you know, uh, go his way. And he changes. Uh, God doesn't. When God makes a promise, it's there. You have it. Coming. But I didn't have, I didn't know how much my dad had. It wasn't overwhelming. If it had, I probably would have bought a you know, condo in Bermuda or something. But well, it was significant. It's helped me to take my wife with me, which has been a wonderful blessing most of the time. Is she here? Did she? No, there you are. <laughs> I, I've loved the fact that I didn't have to say, can we afford two of us? And certainly, it would, you know, but uh, David, David is under orders to take Hannah, but Hannah hasn't received those orders yet, so, you know, so, and I can't do anything about that. They didn't get it with a lost funny story, I'm sorry. Anyway, in this passage, there's wonderful things, and I'm going to show you some of them. Uh, in verse 2 of Psalm 32, it said, Blessed is the man unto whom the Lord imputeth not iniquity. Now, when my, when my dad told me that I was going to get the inheritance, that was an imputation. I didn't deserve it. Actually, he and I weren't really on the same page. I had a coming together with him in, in his 90s. And uh, it was good, but uh, we weren't really, uh, didn't have the kind of relationship because he thought I was wasting my life. 
until he came up here and met some of you. Uh, you the, the, the friendliness, the work, and what he saw, he was overwhelmed. Uh, but he was a big executive, and he wanted me to follow him, and I just had no interest. But the fact that God has given you an inheritance of no sin forever, because you've been born from above, is a tremendous <coughs> inheritance. And you and I know that we've sinned with both hands. And the fact that God does not count. Well, that's what it said. Blessed is the man unto whom the Lord imputeth not iniquity. And in whose spirit there is no guile. Uh, the whole thing talks about the difficulty in this. Uh, skip down with me if you're there. Uh, some aren't. In verse 10, it says, Many sorrows shall be to the wicked. And I've said this to you, and it's true, and I didn't, it's not original with me. The most miserable people on the earth are the double-minded. And we've been those people, have we not? Can somebody say amen? Could we have a little more volume uh, from you? Have we been double-minded? I want the blessing of God, but I want me. And until I, until I make a major shift to breaking up this love relationship, uh, I do not go forward, and neither do you. You are stuck in your your. Uh, state of immaturity. You may have been born again, and that's really good, but that is not um, your destination because you were called for more than that. I loved it. In the old days, when we sang Eagle Saints, and I never forget Johnny Greenleaf raising his hands and crying, and the children, too. Because you're not destined, you're not mud hens, you're, you're not ground bound. Uh, you're born from above and you're to live from above and so am I and God help us. Because we, uh, we're so, there's so much adhesion to this. But many sorrows, verse 10, shall be to the wicked. But he that trusted in the Lord and that's a full trust. It's not, yeah, once in a while I want to plug in to, to God because he does good things. No. It's a complete transference of your person to the confidence of God. And, and you have to watch that because there's an immaturity. Jesus had to be under his mother and father. He had, you know, Quite a, a long haul, I mentioned several times that when he thought at 12 he was ready, he had to go back home for another 17 years. And, and he was still thought of highly as an advanced, uh, I, I don't know what, but the, 
the word says that they were astounded that he knew what he knew at 12. And, and really, the, the, the listeners here who listen to this word, who take it down, who write it, who cry to God, they're way out in front of the judges and the biblical scholars of this word who have not heard it. And that's an amazing thing. But it says, but he that trusted in the Lord, mercy shall compass him about. And what that means that you and I, we don't get what we deserve. We get an inheritance from Almighty God. And there's a line there in, in Ephesians, in his love and mercy. And God help us to, to understand it. Uh, we're on our way with it. Whether you like it or not, the Bible is clear. There is no death. Jesus tasted death. You've heard that. I'm going to keep saying it until it resonates. Uh, you say, well, he's old. He keeps repeating himself. I am, but I know what I'm doing with some of the repetition. Call me on the other stuff. Okay? But we're going to stand and sing a psalm here in a minute. And I would like you, you might do it or you might not. I, when I taught high school kids, they were so cool in California that, uh, and they were, they were crafty. And uh, I, I had to work hard to keep ahead of them. I had some of the brightest buttons in the world. They're all out there now. Uh, attorneys and doctors and heads of this and that. Uh, but they, I, every once in a while I'll get a call from, from one of them. And I'm hoping this time on, when we go to take um, Sister um, to, to Texas, to Sister Vicky, the hat lady. Uh, my trust, you know, is that um, I'll get a chance to see some of them. But here's, here's this morning's uh, help for you. Should be a great one. Should be. May not be. But we're going to sing a song, and it's right in the middle of this, in verse 7. It says, Thou art my hiding place. Thou shalt, thou shalt preserve me from trouble. Thou shalt compass me about with songs of deliverance. What a promise. I had to talk to a young man who uh, Got off the road, didn't have anything to say, but acted like he did and travels. And I had to tell him that he didn't have anything, that he was empty. Painful. I, he's very bright. But there's not necessarily a correlation between intelligence and an understanding of what the spirit is all about. You, know, you become childlike in trust because uh, we can't teach this. This cannot be taught. It can be preached, 
And it's foolishness to think that it's going to land uh, always. There are some who will take it down and, and the Holy Spirit might run you down. We never know. I, I've gotten to a place where I have to be uh, a little cavalier and not so serious when I see someone sleeping. I was on a Zoom <laughs> and, I, and I had my, on the Zoom I had the interpreter there and she was wonderful. Uh, just a beautiful young woman and she was very quick and but I went back and and I got the whole crowd you know in their little cubbies and one was just dead out of sleep and uh, normally I would have said wake up but I didn't I just you know sleep on I remember what Jesus said and I uh, but yeah I was troubled I, you know I thought maybe I was just you know just overwhelmingly interesting which for her, no, she needed her sleep more, it looked like. But here it is. Thou art my hiding. We're going to sing it a couple of times. And then if you would, for your own sake, not mine. I don't lose anything if you don't do any of this. Please, understand that. But I want you, for your sake, to at least say, God, why, what is this, my hiding place? Why do I have to hide? What is it that, that we would sing, thou art my hiding place? You know, and sometimes people sing songs, they don't have the foggiest notion of what they mean. I've sung songs and caught it later, you know? And so, uh, but before we do that, could you just bow your head? Lord, you're the author and the finisher of all that we are. And uh, for, for your great love, would you bust up all the, the aspects of our culture our religiosity, our pretense, the damnable theater and hypocrisy that has prevailed over us and give us uh, a heart that you can touch for Jesus' sake. Let's stand and sing that.
the opportunity to read something to you. Actually, I don't know. I really like hearing Jason's voice. It's got a good sonorous tone to it, so maybe I'm the wrong guy, but <clears throat> this is from Isaiah 54. And Brother Bill made sure to use all the different font sizes. This piece of paper. So <clears throat> it says, Sing, O Baron, thou that didst not bear. Break forth into singing and cry aloud, thou that didst not travail with child. For more are the children of the desolate than the children of the married wife, saith the Lord. Enlarge the place of thy tent, and let them stretch forth the curtains of thy habitations. Spare not, lengthen thy cords, and strengthen thy stakes. For thou shalt break forth on the right hand and on the left, and thy seed shall inherit the Gentiles, and make the desolate cities to be inhabited. Fear not, for thou shalt not be ashamed, neither be thou confounded, for thou shalt not be put to shame, for thou shalt forget the shame of thy youth, and shalt not remember the reproach of thy widowhood any more. <clears throat> For thy maker is thine husband, and the Lord of hosts is his name, and thy redeemer the Holy One of Israel. The God of the whole earth shall he be called. For the Lord hath called thee as a woman forsaken and grieved in spirit, and a wife of youth when thou wast refused, saith thy God. For a small moment have I forsaken thee, but with great mercies will I gather thee. I'm not going to say a bunch more but um, it, it is to me one of the great gifts that God hides us uh, I remember in college a friend of mine who um, became uh, a doctor he was also a pilot before that and uh, we were close in college and and, and I remember one day his, he was Filipino and uh, his, his mom came on campus and she, she was a very big lady and, uh, and I, I looked at her and I, and I looked at him and I remember he, he was such a good son. There was nothing in him that he was ashamed, you know, to walk with his mom and and uh, and I thought about shame and one of the, the things that I've seen that you know as we said you know expand you know expand your tents and that. when we come into this situation I don't think you have any understanding of how much deeper and how much God has poured in. Certainly in information, maybe not as much um, inside stuff. But shame is a paralyzer. It's a first cousin to, to fear. It's paralyzing. And even the sick, when they're down, you know, they, they feel guilty. I've seen many of you. <laughs> You'll remain unnamed. But I've seen you when you carry yourself and work, keep going against uh, your own health. 
because you want to be a part. And, and sometimes I get up and I say, and I've said this before, when, when individuals um, don't feel, have no feeling in regard to one another because they're encapsulated in what I use the word theater for, for uh, the hypocrisy and the pretense that we are. And, you know, the most asinine question sometimes is, how are you doing? When, when you look and you see and you know very well, they're not doing so well. They're hurting, they're ashamed, and, and, and so when you can see, sometimes you look away because you don't want to see it. But what the Lord says there is uh, you'll never know shame anymore. And, and my, my hope, my hope <coughs> is that you'll get a hold of that while you're here and the openness, you know, and I remember my favorite uh, Christian, one of them, is uh, Paul Tonnier, and he, he's written a lot of books, and when he came to this country, you know, he, he said this, he said, uh, one of his lectures, and it was just, the Ameri he, he's, he's from Switzerland, and, and he, uh, he could speak some English, uh, and, and I mean, he was a, a brilliant man. And I've never read anything that I wasn't encompassed with. Oh my God, what a wonderful person. And people have said, well, who, who was, uh, who nurtured you? Or who, what's the line they say when they, uh, what? Yeah, who mentored you? And I said, Paul Toynier, nobody knows who he is. But he said one thing to the American people. He said, you know, you, you really need to confess your faults to one another and, and be more open about your limitations. And it was a beautiful, he didn't have it all. I remember I went to Switzerland and I ran all over the town. I looked everywhere I could look because he was born in Geneva, and I had a chance to be in Geneva a couple of times, and I couldn't find any history or any son or daughter where it was, and I looked. But I'll never forget the, the beautiful heart he had when he sat down with people who were in shame you know, bleeding from separation, divorce, the, the hell that, in the process that we go through because we have to see, we have to see our limitations, but also see the, the fact that God, in his great love, has erased, expunged, and even those of us who are cavalier and casual and still double-minded, 
still want our way, still saying, I don't want to, and thinking that nobody really has any business with what I do. Mine, my own, and, and because we have to do this alone, dear ones, we, <laughs> we have good reason to be hidden in the process, and yet not so hidden that we don't open our hearts to one another, not for the garbage can, because in America, what had really happened, what came down was it, it got to be a garbage can. Just tell everything, see if you can say more about your filth and your darkness than anyone else. See if you can do that. And Americans did, and it, it just got to be kind of a smelly thing. Because there's, there's a place for openness, and there's a place for an honest limitations. But we don't know, need to know the grisly depths of somebody's darkness, especially when we know our own. And, and the uncovering is, is not what we're about. And, and you know, I, I used to say this, and uh, I thought I could do this in about 20 minutes, but you know, when you go through the grocery line, you see that magazine, and I don't know what it is anymore. I don't go through the lines that much, and they don't have this, but there, there was a magazine that, that uh, they had it, it, it told all the fills and all the dirt of everything that uh, dignitaries, political people, Hollywood stars did. And uh, they, they just lie. And they could handle a lawsuit. They could handle anything because they make so much money because people love filth. They love, especially, somebody else's. And so the hypocrisy and the distance and the, you know, the paralyzing thing is there. Do this. Talk to the Spirit of God today sometime about why. Why? You would say, hide me. Why you would be. And don't, you certainly know you. And, and if you're delusional and crazy, find somebody that you can be open with. One of the things I've found out in the last seven to 10 years of my life, maybe, maybe 12 years, maybe, is friends that I could, I could be open and laid bare with. Because the pretense and the filthy hold that the devil has on us, he magnifies. Your only hope and my only hope is to be so bonded with the Spirit of God that that I am in a constant desire to please him. 
by the way I walk and to take my direction from him, not from the spontaneous idiocy of my own soul. But I would keep my soul under God. Anyway. Sure. Keep it tight, I promised a, a short service. I uh, just felt like I heard something on the way over here, and uh, some more has been speaking, you know, throwing me about a year back, but uh, looked at it on the way over here this morning, just bringing something that Bill always said, and I told Nathan, and I told uh, Ben and Gabe this, Bill used to say years ago, don't come into the, don't come in uh, all drained, come in, you know, built up, come in praying for the word, praying for the worship, and I was just sharing with someone that in the valley the other day, but um, Bill, I said, you know, I believe for confirmation when I came in, and Bill said something about gold dust, and uh, I was asked to be in a, a Zoom meeting the other day, and I had to pull over on the roads. I didn't make it a Delta in time with a snowstorm, so I pulled over at Black Rapids to sit in on a Zoom meeting, and it was with a, someone down in the Philippines, and someone up here that got asked to, I think, be part of a, a gold mine down there in the Philippines, and um, so I, I sat in on the Zoom call, and... Um, I just, I felt afterwards, you know, they started asking for some money and they needed this and that. And I just, I said, well, I feel like there's gold dust in the sister's eyes that wanted to go down there. And she saw the dollar signs and the, she was claiming her promise. And maybe it's God, maybe it's not. But I just felt like I saw gold dust or, or fool's gold, you know. And I just wanted to share a scripture on the way over here. Just, I think maybe it was a, um, you know, the Lord's blessed. You, you go through Delta now and it's pretty much all the businesses in Delta are, are from different of the, you know, God's, God's blessing here. But there's a, there's a scripture that I've been thinking about for the past year about the parable of the seeds and the sower. And the Lord's been convicting me of it. But it says that, um, talking about where they're sowed, and it says, with the cares of the world and the deceitfulness of riches and the lust of other things enter in, choke the word. And become unfruitful. Yeah. And uh, you know, I used to think those cares of the world were big, bad, dark things. You know, going out to the bars or doing drugs or, you know. But now it's the it's the cares of this world. It's the things that we do, but they can choke out the life, and they can rob the peace. And I know the Lord's blessed you guys, and some of these guys are my close brothers here. Right? But I can see that, um, you know, we can justify it. But He wouldn't say that it was deceitful. Jesus wouldn't warn. His people that it was deceitfulness of lust and riches, unless we could get tricked. So, anyway, what about that? Yeah, yeah the, the absolute awareness of uh, certainly the, the men who are in the business side of things is that the, the margins have to be closed between, you know, the living that we make and, and he's has uh, overwhelmed us with his goodness. But the fact remains that, that we need to be hidden and, and that our, um, our projection of who we are, that we are to live as Christ. Because when you were born again, son, you were born as a son of God growing in Christ. And 
and your direction should be primarily every day that you offer yourself as a love slave to him. God help us. Uh, thank you, Lord, for this good. Uh, go with us, and we, we ask you to, to bear down and, and show your strength in <laughs> several areas here, but particularly one where your, your love will be seen and sensed in power because the greatest power on earth is the fact that you love us and that you hide us uh, in a place that uh, until we're ready to be seen, uh, we, we're unknown. So thank you for that. Thank you for the reality. And uh, help us, great one, to, to know that in you, shame is obliterated and absolutely uh, is as far as the east is from the west. And our iniquities there are there too. We thank you to be with us through the day, uh, in Jesus' name, amen.